strike and 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 strike until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you. Let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. For I hear victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven. In the quarters of heaven. Victory, 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 victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. Hamanda ata ata rata teda baka sanda ata ambo osa kata rite eke banda ata rike didi for angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. In the name of Jesus from South America. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. From Africa. From South America. Angelic forces. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Pika hata anda ata. Orabata rata anda eke eke manda rasata. For I hear the sound of victory. 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 Greetings everyone and welcome to the Infinite Journey podcast. I'm Paul James Caden. And if you don't know what you were just listening to, some of you may already uh, know what this was at the beginning of the show. If you uh, are unfamiliar with what you just heard and you're like, what the heck is that? Uh, this was actually a clip of President Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White, who is a televangelist. And this uh, is a clip of her holding a prayer meeting for heavenly help so that President Trump would gain the victory in the current election. And uh, this is something I stumbled upon on Twitter last night and by today, uh, November 5th, uh, Thursday, which I'm recording this show. Uh, it seems to be <laughs> like all over the place. So you may have heard it. You may have seen it, or you may not have. But why am I playing it at the beginning of this show? Well, this isn't something that I had planned. I know we've been talking this week about the current election, the current political climate and mental and spiritual climate here in the United States, and you know what the ramifications of this could be. And I suppose this is part three of that. Uh, it turned out to be a little bit of a trilogy. But I want folks listening to the show again to know this isn't all about politics. And we're not going to be talking so much about politics and characters of politicians here. Uh, we're going to be going in a little bit of a different direction so, again, I hope you'll stick with me. I hope you'll listen to the conversation because, you know, I feel when these things kind of strike me, you know, the subjects for the show, sometimes they just 
come out of left field and say, hey, you know, you you have to talk about this. I think there's a reason for it. And I, I do feel that this is an important topic that we're going to be delving into here today. And it's it's not something we're a stranger to on this show because I've mentioned it before and we've talked about it before, but I think it needs uh, maybe a little bit more uh, delving into. So I'm calling this show, the topic of our conversation here today is something is terribly wrong. And it is. Most of you know, and if you're new to the show, I know there's new people that, that come on every so often. A, a little about myself, I am a former evangelical fundamentalist Christian. My parents didn't have uh, religion per se, but probably when I was about 10, 11 we started going to this little, uh, I think it was more about 10, is it what I want to say, between 9 and 10. So I remember being, being quite young, uh, sitting in the pews of this little uh, Methodist church out in the countryside in a place called Greenville, New York. And from there, like everybody else, you know, in the church and in the family, we just kind of grew into this, you know, my father got into televangelists, you know, as other people, you know, family and congregants did. And some of us went the way of the televangelist, fundamentalist, evangelical uh, path of Christianity. And um, it wasn't it wasn't easy. I'm I'm friends with an individual. He he's from the UK and he has a show called Mind Shift Podcast, and he is uh, a former evangelical, and he talks a lot about, um, and sometimes he's a little brusque about it, but he's he's very nice, very intelligent person when you when you talk to him, and you know he's now an atheist. He had such a horrendous. Uh, self-guilt-ridden past with, you know, the evangelical uh, past, uh, he just gave up on it all. And he talks about in his show, which I want to, you know, hopefully have him, him on here uh, one day soon, uh, about having religious PTSD. And that is a real thing. And I've seen a lot of people suffer from that coming out of religion where you're continually afraid or thinking any little thing that you do or that you say if you go to the movies and see a secular movie or listen to the radio and listen to you know worldly music as they call it you know that uh, the devil could somehow get a foothold in your life through this you know it's it's very dark, and you know, in fundamentalist, uh, a lot of the evangelical, even though it's faith and prayer and God is love and He will answer your prayers, we focused a lot, and and many still do. You know, when you when you kind of look into this, they focus a lot on the dark side, and that can be very heavy on the mind and on the soul. And I know it was for me. When I was in that movement, there were a lot of things I heard, there were a lot of things I seen, 
There were a lot of things I experienced with other people and in churches. And there were just a lot of times I felt in my heart, I said, I, I, I just don't know uh, if God is here because this, this, the heart of this doesn't seem right. I almost felt at times that we, you know, we focused a lot on fringe cults groups like Jehovah's Witnesses, and everybody was a cult, you know, everybody pretty much was labeled as a cult, but we ourselves were like a cult. We dressed the same, we looked the same, we talked the same, we had the same lingo, we were carbon copies of one another, and seldom did you make friends in the evangelical community when it was almost like making friends with a uh, a wax dummy or, uh, you know, some kind of body snatcher, you know, because they, they just didn't seem like they were real. And, and I think that's because they were so stifled within themselves, you know, always holding back. Oh, I can't say, I can't say this. I can't think that I can't talk about this because, you know, it'll give the devil a foothold. It'll make God, you know, unpleased with me. And, you know, I, I know what that, uh, that religious PD, uh, or PTSD, and hopefully I'm saying that right, uh, I, I definitely know what that is, uh, because I, I suffered with it for, uh, you know, a few years, you know, after getting out of the whole evangelical movement. You know, you always hearken back, even though you know it was wrong, even though it was mentally and emotionally and spiritually abusive, you know, you would often look back and say, gee, did I do the right thing? Maybe they were right. You know, what if I just threw away my salvation because I walked away from that movement that uh, claims to teach the truth and the pure, you know, unadulterated word of God and all this type of thing. And you you can definitely get little flashbacks. And when I, when I saw the clip of Paula White going through this whole thing, you know, waving her arms and victory, victory. Uh, it, it definitely gave me a little bit of that flashback where I felt a little bit unnerved. Uh, I felt a little bit uh, kind of nauseous in the pit of my stomach. You know, not that it gave me a flashback to say, gee, did I do the right thing by, you know, leaving that movement, uh, you know, so many years ago? No, it, you know, it wasn't that at all. And again, I'm not making fun or saying, oh, look what a bad person, you know, she is or, you know, those people are. Because I try not to get into that type of thing here on this show. There's too many people criticizing and pointing fingers and putting other people down. And I, I don't want to get into that sort of thing unless I see something that's really, really horrendous then. Of course, I'm going to speak my heart and say, oh, my God, this this is horrible, you know. Uh, but this in, in and of itself is, you know, to me, it's it's pretty horrible. And the reason it gives me a little bit of a, uh, you know, Christian uh, or religious uh, flashback that's not pleasant, you know, watching this clip of Paula White, is it makes me think of how I felt when I was in that movement and I saw this kind of thing, 
you know, when the people would preach and they had to have the the organ in the back, you know, and the Lord, uh, you know, and that type of thing, and uh, prophesying, you know, and repeating and shouting out things and jumping around on the platform like Paula White was. I always said to myself, you know, that I said, man, everybody's got their hands in the air, everybody's hallelujah, everybody is praise Jesus, everybody is, isn't this wonderful, isn't he or she so anointed, when people were rolling on the floor and laughing uncontrollably, supposedly drunk with the Holy Spirit, and I remember sitting there going, I, I don't feel it, because I don't feel the love, I don't feel that, I don't feel that presence of love that I felt when I saw that angel. I don't feel that presence of love that I felt from God when I was younger. And if that love is absent, everything else is absent. And I think that could be backed up by quite a few scriptures, you know, in the Bible talking about God is love. And, you know, if if we hate our brothers and our sisters, you know, the love of God is not in us. You know, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. You know, there's a lot of scriptures about love. And uh, though we talked about love in word and in action, I always felt it was very absent. And so when I see a clip of someone like Paula White going through these theatrics, it it gives me a little bit of that flashback, but it also makes me feel a little bit sad and uh, a little bit anxious for other people who are caught up in that dramatic um, fanaticism, if you will, that's big very big on quoting scriptures and using the name of Jesus and all, all the key words that they have, you know, the anointing, the glory, you know, and all this type of thing. But that love is, seems to be still so very absent. And it makes my heart feel heavy for, for people because I've talked about that so much on this show that we're under this illusion, you know, here in the United States and other places in the world, too. I mean, I would say this is a phenomenon throughout uh, Christianity uh, worldwide because I've talked to uh, Christian people in other countries. I've interacted them with them online. And, you know, you see this illusion where people, uh, again, as we've talked about on this show, you know, uh, numerous different times that if they have the right religion, if they believe the right thing and have faith in that, you know, they're golden, they're good to go, they're, they're heaven bound. And you see the love being absent from that because these are the kind of people that you see, can see on the internet or talk to and they will attack very viciously they'll make all kind of assumptions about you and your spirituality and what you think and what you believe and you know what you say they're very critical they can be very insulting and they'll call you lost and you know uh, you're not saved 
And if, if people can act like that, if people can speak like that, where is the love? And I know we all get angry. I, I'm not painting myself as a saint. You know, a lot of these things that happen, you know, in the world right now and the attitudes of people, do I feel like flying off the handle sometimes and just saying, man, you know what? Yes, I do. You know, do I sometimes get into uh, little confrontations and word exchanges on the Internet uh, with somebody that comes along and just dumps a boatload of garbage on me and and you just happen to have that day where you say, Man, you know, I know I should do it, and I know I shouldn't get into this, but I, I just got to reply to that, you know, because it's, it's so annoying to to hear and see over and over and over, you know, and and I think most of you know what I'm talking about when I say that, um, but a lot of these people are religious people, you know. Where's the love? It's still very much focused on that which is dark and wrong. And I've said this before uh, on my shows way back even uh, several years ago when I had uh, the spirit side. That a lot of people don't understand that, that a lot of this modern-day conspiracy theory that we have going around, that movement was largely born out of evangelical Christianity. And some of them are still evangelical Christians who, uh, you know, perpetuate these conspiracy theories. But, you know, uh, a lot of them also were former evangelicals. They were people that were kind of lost and on that in-between. They were looking for that new spiritual home. They were going through the religious kind of withdrawals and, uh, you know, self-guilt. You know, did they do the right thing by leaving this, uh, you know, this particular uh, religious movement? And, uh, you know, a lot of them, you know, of course, you know, in evangelical Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity, it was very fashionable to always talk about the devil. The, the devil was everywhere. You know, he was in the music you listened to if it wasn't Christian music. He was in the movies you watched if they weren't Christian movies. He was in the books you read if they weren't Christian books. He was in the jewelry you wore, any little statues you had around uh, your home if it wasn't Christian. You know, if you had, you know, a little fairy sleeping on a lily pad, well, fairies are of the devil. You know, it was everywhere you know and you had to get these things out of your home you had to get these things away from you because they gave the devil entrance into your life and into your home and even though you're a christian you're giving him him license to attack and kill and steal and destroy in your life by having these certain uh, objects even having certain beliefs things you would say things you would think things you would have uh, places you would go. You know, I heard uh, many Christians back in the day in the evangelical circle say, don't ever go to a graveyard because graveyards are filled with demons. And they took this from the, uh, the account in the Bible where Jesus went to the one town and there was the man possessed with many demons and he 
cut himself with rocks and cried out day and night. And Jesus cast the legion of demons out of him. And it said this man wandered around the tombs, you know, in this town. Uh, and so a lot of evangelicals, you know, would, you know, take that literal and say, see, demons like to hang around the tombs. They like to hang around graveyards. Don't go to graveyards. It's full of demons. So the devil was literally everywhere. He seemed to be, you know, more places than God. And so when we step out of that uh, and get into, you know, uh, what was the birth of the conspiracy or truth community, as they call themselves today, it came out of evangelical Christianity, uh, people that, um, you know, also in fundamentalism and evangelical uh, Christianity, uh, we focused a lot on the end of the world, the rapture, the end times. Hey, you know, I believe those things will happen at some point, and we could be on the cusp of them right now with the way the world is, you know. Uh, but we were really, really uber-focused on, you know, the end of the world and the end times. So when you take those mindsets, the devil is everywhere, you know, we're so focused on the apocalypse happening, and then you see the birth of the uh, conspiracy movement, you see the similarities, uh, how it's related to its, uh, its sister, brother, or mother movement of fundamentalism and evangelical Christianity. Because uh, the devil is everywhere, but he, he's, he's there in a different way. He's there in the deep state. You know, he's there in, you know, the the Satan-worshipping uh, political leaders. Not saying that, uh, you know, our politicians uh, aren't, uh, leave a lot to be desired, and they got a, weird, a lot of weird things going on behind the scenes, because they definitely do. Uh, but it gets very over-exaggerated, and then you get the movements like QAnon, and this is why we now have a country in the United States where everybody believes in conspiracy theory. Everybody's obsessed with the new boogeyman, which is, you know, the deep state and, you know, those Satan-worshipping uh, elites behind the scenes. And I know some people are going to hear this, especially on YouTube, and uh, save me the comments uh, of how lost I am, <laughs> and I wouldn't know truth or good or evil if I fell over it. Uh, save me all of that, because as I've said on my show many times before, I, I've i known about the agenda, the New World Order agenda, the, you know, the many agendas that our politicians have and that these elitists have behind the scenes. I've known about it since probably 1988, 1989, and was reading books about it then and throughout the 90s before anybody was ever talking about it and before there was a truth movement. So I know what it's all about. I know that it's there. But is it greatly exaggerated in some aspects through modern truth movement? I, I definitely think that it is, and 
because it's so exaggerated, much like evangelical Christianity, that that gets so fanatical, people look at it and say, oh my God, those religious people are nuts. Oh, I don't believe in God. Look how stupid they are. Look how they act. Oh my God, that's mentally ill. You know, and that drives a lot of people away from God. People on the outside and people on the inside. That's just a fact. And just the same way, if we're getting too over the falls in a barrel with the conspiracy theories, the truth movement born out of evangelical Christianity, and people see all these crazy conspiracy theories, everything is a conspiracy. You know, I'm seeing people online, they're still counting the votes here in America, and people saying, oh my God, this is a conspiracy. And oh my God, the numbers for the, you know, the votes are different on every station that you look at. This is crooked. Oh my God, the Democrats. Oh my God, the deep state. And they don't understand, just in, as an example, something so simple that those voting numbers are different station to station, news outlet to news outlet, because some news outlets call a state for a candidate prematurely when they see them head ahead by a certain margin of votes. So that candidate is projected to win, and some, uh, some news outlets will go the extra mile and call that state for that candidate before all the votes are counted. It is premature. They shouldn't do it. Uh, some news outlets do, some don't, but that's why you see the different numbers when you look at, uh, you know, uh, the electoral votes for uh, Biden and Trump, because some, st and, and they've, they've always done it. This is not anything new that, you know, the, the media is doing. This is something they've always done. From time immemorial, since the news media covered elections, they've called states prematurely for Republicans, they've called states prematurely for Democrats. It's nothing new. But people don't understand or know that most simple thing. And they cry foul, and they cry conspiracy, and the people on the outside look at them and say, what a bunch of nuts. Look what they're doing. Look what they believe. Are, are, are these people crazy? And you know what? The danger of that is, ladies and gentlemen, just the way those kind of movements in Christianity push people away from God, they may never find God because they saw some of the things these people are doing and saying. And just the same way, some people may never know that there's actually an agenda out there for New World Order, uh, you know, global government, all this stuff these, uh, these elitists do want to do, they no longer believe in it because only crazy people believe in that. And so they're more apt to fall victim to something bad in the future because they'll have never known the truth about certain things because it became such a turnoff by the way certain people acted, the things certain people said. And I know people don't like to hear this word, especially those that are wrapped up in those movements, but fanaticism is never a good thing.
It scares people. It makes people feel weird. It makes people think that that's what they're going to turn into if they find religion or find God or follow Christ or believe in any kind of conspiracies or agendas behind the scene. They're afraid they're going to turn into that kind of fanatical person. They're afraid it's going to affect them psychologically that way, and they run away from it. And again, that's just a fact of how people can be psychologically affected and repelled by these kinds of movements. And you know, folks, it's it's kind of the the fanaticism that gets people believing in strange things and, and doing strange things that maybe necessarily they wouldn't if that love was present in the religion. That love is very balancing to mind, body, and spirit. And I think the difference between having that love present in our religion and in our lives and not That love acts as kind of a guiding force when you don't feel that love and that sincerity and that compassion and that warmth coming from a person or coming from a movement. uh, You kind of back away from it and say something. It's almost like encountering, encountering religion without love is like encountering a body without a soul. And you can feel that. And it becomes part of, I think, the guidance system that helps us make right decisions in our lives, in society, in our religion. You know, and it becomes much, much more balanced, much more centered, much more thoughtful, because that love present in your in your life makes you ponder a lot of things in a different light and it's hard to explain uh you know what i mean by that and maybe we'll talk about that in a in a future podcast but it just makes you see things from a different light and feel things on a deeper level you can almost feel when that love's not there god is not there i guess that's the best way i i, I could describe it And that's very different from a religion that just says, if you believe this particular right thing, you're saved. If you believe this particular right thing, you're okay with God. Because now it doesn't matter if we have love. It doesn't matter if we have faith. It doesn't matter if we have logic. It doesn't matter if we have reason. All that matters is that we believe and give that mental assent to the right thing. And that's what makes us okay with God. And see, when it comes down to a group of rules and doctrines, those hard, just cold things that we must believe, this is when we see people that are religious, but they can be very nasty, judgmental, very attacking and defensive. And this is where we can see things that I've talked about many times on this show, where religious people are beginning to gather around politicians 
and talk about them and treat them and speak about them almost as if they are biblical figures in and of themselves. Why? Because they're pastors, they're leaders, they're friends. You know, the the alpha males and females in the group told them that this is what they have to do. You have to vote for so-and-so in order for everything to be all right. You have to vote for this certain party in order to be pleasing to God. Jesus wants you to vote this way. God chose this man or this woman. And we're telling you it's so, and so it is. And if you dare disbelieve it, you're giving, again, the devil and the deep state entry into your life. And people people get concerned about that. People get scared. But as I've said on all of my shows, you know, time and time again, even back on the spirit side, most people are followers. They'll follow the crowd. And that's the difference between that love that goes deeper and gives you that spiritual sense and insight You feel, it's almost like you feel the spirit like it's a candle burning. You see the flame. You feel the warmth. But if that love is absent, then it's just people making up rules, people making up ideologies, people making up doctrines, things that they have to follow, and it can get really weird, and they don't have that they don't have that divine love that makes them stop and go, hey, wait a minute, I don't feel the love. I, I don't see that candle here. I don't see the warm little glow of the Spirit that lets me know God's presence is in this place or in this movement. See, then it just becomes about following our leaders. And that's what's terribly wrong in the world today. That's what's terribly wrong in the United States today. This is why we can have so many religious people backing politicians. And notice I'm saying politicians, plural, because they they all do damage. They all have an agenda. They all They're all there for a reason, and that reason has more to do with them than it does with us. But when we fall into this notion, you know, where we're following the rules, where we're following what our leaders tell us, our religious leaders, we become very blind, and that we just blindly follow along without questioning. We don't look for that light. We don't look for that love. We don't look for that warm glow of the Spirit. Once again, we just think, hey, I'm doing what my peers tell me to do. I'm doing what my leaders tell me to do, so I'm okay. And this is why we have a a nation full of people in America right now propping up politicians, plural, who are liars, cheaters, scandals, rapists, treated women absolutely horrendously, mockers, arrogant, haughty, prideful, 
you know, politicians that are spewing unfounded conspiracy theories, lacking wisdom, lacking insight, even in some cases lacking intelligence. And they don't even know that that warm glow of the spirit is absent in those places because they were never even taught what that warm glow of the spirit is. And so they just march. They just follow. They grasp onto whatever lie or exaggeration or rule or doctrine that the people around them tell them that they need to believe in order to have truth. But how much of that truth is a lie? How much of that truth is fanaticism? How much of that truth is 200% absent of the love and the warm glow of the Spirit? The greatest of these is love. I liken... I liken that warm glow of the spirit and love like the pillar of fire that guided the Israelites at night. You see it lighting up the darkness. You see it lighting up the darkness of this world and it goes before you and it leads you. And you see its light and you feel its light. And it guides you through the wilderness through the raging red seas of life. And it is a pillar of cloud by day that protects you from the harsh realities and energies and negativity of this world. It's the secret place of the Most High God that overshadows us wherever we go. And when we don't have that, there is a great presence and something very important, universally important, eternally important, missing in our lives, missing in our walk with God. And that is when we will start following the voice of anybody who tells us what they think is right. And there's an awful lot of those voices out there right now. And an awful lot of people following those voices. And this is why we live in America in a supposed Christian nation that's divided, prejudiced, racist, hating those that believe different than we believe, hating those that vote different than what we vote. Because that's the new Pied Piper so many people are following. We're told those people that are different, they're your enemy. They're evil. They are the devil that's un under every rock. And they are the devil that's going to destroy your country and your way of life. They are going to take everything away from you. They are going to steal and kill and destroy. 
and we demonize one another and we turn on one another like a pack of ravenous wolves. And so take a look around, America. Take a look around no matter where you live in the world right now because it is everywhere. We are turning into the pack of ravenous wolves because we are following the ideologies and opinions and doctrines of men and movements. And we're not even looking for the pillar of fire by night or the pillar of cloud by day. We're not even looking for that warm glow of the Spirit, which is the love of God. Maybe it's time we all start looking. I thank you for listening today. I really appreciate it. I hope you got something out of, out of this podcast. As I always say, if this message makes one person think, just one person out there listens and says, maybe I'll start seeking that warm glow. I do see that that's missing in my life. Then my little service to God in doing these podcasts has served its purpose. Stay safe, stay well, stay blessed, and seek the love of God in all things. I'm Paul James Caden, and I'll talk to you next time here on The Infinite Journey.